Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside, where we talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than Firefly. Stay tuned, Mitch's got the grooviest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my much power, Earth 2 with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. P Features. Hello, internets. And then there's Mauer. Beep you! Thank you. Give you a good one, you know. <laughs> I'm, I may have. That was really that all. That whole interaction was bad. Beerbu, thank you. Yeah, I gave you a good one. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, nothing positive about what just happened. I miss you. Well, I derailed a minute in. <laughs> I miss you a lot. Welcome to the Wednesday show. Wait, you forgot here. something. What I forget? What's going on, baby Huey? Ba- what's going on? What's going on? What's going yeah, on? What's going on? Huey's Huey. Oh, what's, going what's going on? on? What's going on? Can we all just take a second to appreciate the the Huey the baby Huey man beard? The baby Huey man beard is sexy. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's immaculate. I, I haven't seen it quite clearly yet. Well, you need better internet, it seems. Well, I feel like I feel like just staring at his face. I've I've seen all the universe has to show. I, I feel really weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Wednesday Show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. The new news. Features was so distracted by the beard, he almost (laughs) didn't say the new news. He's staring right at it going, I can't look away. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, this is, it's just a lot of jealousy talking because like my beard will never be that. Neither will mine. Never. That's just incredible. Right now I got a patchy beard fro going on and he's got... It's, it's true. Features got a good beard too. It's just you and I, Mauer. (laughs) We can get a good chin strap going. Yeah, so what so it's so like if we ever do a pickup game, it's like, you know, patches versus uh, <laughs> the full the fulls versus the patches. <laughs> game. All right. Beers. All right, we've got uh we've actually have plenty of news to talk about for once. A this beep is, ton is, of news. This is actually great. We have got plenty of things to go over. Like Superman officially renamed the Justice League his band of bitches. All right. And we got the uh first huge X-Men crossover event announced. Nice, and we got the end of Batwoman on the CW. Well, what? not really. Just re- we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about comics first, like we always do, and let's start with the deceased universe uh, over at DC. Um, which I don't know if anyone remembers that, but that was their awesome zombie story where uh, the anti-life equation gets released by Cyborg accidentally and everyone becomes zombies and they all start ripping their flesh apart and it was phenomenal. We everyone died like, immediately. We talk about it at least every once every three weeks. Reboot. You were hoping that's going to be the next reboot? Is that what you just said? No, I was hoping that would be their next reboot, just deceased. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. it just deceased ends it, and then they just start everything <laughs> over again. <laughs> now, it's not a bad idea. Like, there's no positive. There's no, like, Barry fixing the universe. It's just done. <laughs> right. so, that's how 5G starts. <laughs> Ooh. 
Did you guys not like the DC uh, books? We did. I was just features wanting to end everything in a zombie mess with no happiness. It's a little grim. Coming from you, that's amazing. The fact that something was too grim for Mauer. Listen, I'm happy go lucky. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Man, I... uh... I don't, I've never seen Baby Huey look away from the camera so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here. Um, but anyway, going back into uh, into the book, uh, what's essentially going to be happening soon uh, is that one of the digital first books that are going to be announced is uh, called Hope of uh, Hope at World's End, which is in the deceased world, and it's going to take place. If you remember the book, they had that time jump, and the the writers were essentially saying that we couldn't. There was so much we wanted to fit in there, but there was no way we'd be able to end the story but they knew this was going to happen. If this was a hit, they were like, all right, let's throw a bunch of plot threads in there that we could revisit and fill in the gaps. Yeah, so that's what this is doing. <laughs> basically, they were like, our miniseries wouldn't have been a miniseries if we told how everybody gets to where they were and all the deaths and you know everything that happened. So they deliberately left that gap, and it was a huge hit. So now they get to go back and play in this world that they created and, and dive deeper without as many restrictions because it's going to be the digital first. It's going to be twice a month for 14 chapters. This is a cool way for, with our current situation to get comics coming out there with new stories with a known comic. That's a hit. It's also going to tell us a little bit more about Superboy before he was aged up. Like that, that period of time there where, where we had a really cool Jonathan Kent, we had super sons going on and then that stupid age up story happened and we lost Superboy being like a boy, <laughs> like he became, he he became a, like a teenager, young adult, real real like overnight because he goes when he flies off with his granddad and like may- mayhem happens and he comes back. He's like, Dad, don't be freaked out. I'm an adult now. <laughs> it's like, oh man, that, that's, that, I mean, Jonathan Kent was one of my favorite parts of Rebirth. So it's kind of cool to get a little bit more about that. So some of the story is going to be focusing a lot more on Jonathan Kent and Damien as Batman, uh, quote unquote, proving why they will become the world's ne- uh, the become the next world's finest. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, but let's talk about, let's talk about Batman and justice or not Batman, Superman and justice league 44, because that was just too funny. Uh, when I read that, I, I mean, he said what we all been thinking for years. I, I mean, ex- I have a feeling, yeah, features is going to be the one to argue with this, but uh, so Batman <laughs> always in the Batman. book, in the book, there was, uh, there was, like how do I, how do I speed this up? Because I don't really care about the the lead up to it. I just care about the argument. Um, it had to do with the specter and some stuff happened. Well, the specter was messing around with their minds. They weren't mind controlled. They're he, mind he, freed. He forced them to kind of reveal their darkest secrets about each other, essentially. And they all had qualms with each other. And it, it's a really small moment. Like it's not, it does, doesn't take up a lot of the book, but it's just so funny. So like Green Lantern doesn't like the fact that Batman has to be the center of attention. He doesn't like uh, uh, Aquaman doesn't like Wonder Woman because she doesn't trust him. And uh, what was the other ones? Uh, Flash. Who's what was Flash mad about? It doesn't matter. Uh, Superman. Batman didn't like the fact that Superman gave up his secret identity. But Superman is just hovering above every one of them. It just goes, I'm sick of tiring. I'm sick of carrying all of you. <laughs> it's, this, it's like, could you just imagine being Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, looking up at Superman and like, you have these respected, you know, thousand year, thousand books in your, in your timeline and. Hashtag yeah. truth though. I know. Argue with him. <laughs> Tell him he's not 99% of the team. He's not. Oh. How is he not? He's not. 
Name name a villain that he couldn't just have the same outcome ninety nine percent of the time. See, here's here's the problem why I don't think Superman is ninety nine percent of the team. And and again, this is just my opinion, so it's not so a we fact. Don't care. And I'll say that right off the top, right? But I've read some Justice League books where there would be whether it's a Superman villain or maybe even a Batman villain, right? Superman in all the Justice League books, they they pretty much tone him down by a lot. So it's like he can't beat like uh what's the guy? Mogul Mogul Mongol by himself <laughs> in certain in certain aspects. And like he needs the team. And on top of that, you just seen Justice League Dark. He marched everybody into getting slaughtered. If it wasn't for Batman having a backup plan, never would have won. So there's that. You want to argue somebody is 99% of the team. I'm not going to say Batman's 99% of the team because Batman definitely relies on other people's strong points, but he's a good 50. Here's, here's how it ends. If Superman was by himself and he had to end it, he takes his super speed, his super strength, and he ends everybody. <laughs> I mean, really. Remember, I, he might I... not be faster than the Flash. Ooh, the Flash. But he's faster than everybody <laughs> else in the goddamn world. So he I can love, literally go I... and snap your neck and be like, oh, you're dead. Next, I love. Uh, Do you ever watch College Humor? Did you ever watch that website? Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever go to that before? They had a they had a funny video where they were like the Justice League's getting together to like stop something, and Superman goes, "All right, well, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna fly him into the sun." <laughs> and then Batman goes, and then I'm gonna use my detective work. And he goes, "No, nah, I'm just gonna fly him into the sun." <laughs> Wonder Woman, I'm gonna use my lasso. No, no, no. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fly him into the sun. You guys actually just take the day. I got this. <laughs> and be, uh, let's be fair. That's the vast majority of stories. Most of the time, Justice League books to tone, quote unquote, Superman down. They have to give him some crazy threat on like the other side of the universe yeah. <laughs> that he has to focus on so they can be in the spotlight a little bit. Now you're going to go to the that's, negative that's zone. Not... Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're going to go to the negative zone with green kryptonite strapped to your ankles while Lois is being murdered over here by this person so you're preoccupied and then you know some random guys in the street they're gonna attack batman the only truth is if a mad like like say dr strange went crazy in in uh the dc universe okay superman's out (laughs) that's about it that's about it all right let's move on from there to a Uh, story that's in here just because you made the picture before we recorded yeah uh, that's it's not you're not wrong you're not wrong. It's it, the clickbait title got me. I was like, all right, we're recording late. Let me get the show done. And uh, I read the article and went, wow, the clickbait that it beat me. Clickbait won. So the the article is the dark side of the Speed Force has been revealed. But let's. It really is just the addictive properties of the Speed Force, which we've seen in flashbooks forever, numerous. The times. Speed Force is addictive. We know that. And, we've and always we seen that. Added. The cool dun, thing dun, it does dun. do. The cool thing about it is it, 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 it is for uh, a uh, switch story. Is it Flash, Fastest Man Alive, number four? What's cool about it is Eobard Thawne does change the world in his own image, and he, re- he recreates Star City as Zoom City. And in Zoom City, he's given everybody the ability to use the Speed Force when he deems fit. So he lords over everyone, and they treat him like a god because he gives a small portion of the power to the population. So um, it's kind of a cool twist on how it's not physically addictive it's more mentally addictive but it's still addiction at the end of the day it's the same thing we've seen yeah we've known this it's yeah it's not they did they did it the tv show (laughs) yep 
Um, now, spe- young Alan, you will die. <laughs> Speaking of DC, um, they are pissing off people yet again with the upcoming comic releasing uh, distribution again. So they asked all the comic shops to possibly distribute DC comics on Tuesdays. What? Why? (laughs) Well, you see, right now it's a very, very hard market to sell things in because, well, not many people get to it. And I guess they feel that if they release their books on Tuesdays, they get to edge out Marvel and maybe get a few extra dollars of people that might not have much money. So it's not uh, you have to do it. It's, uh, hey, we're letting you. We recommend that you do this. I mean, it, to be fair, if you've ever gone to a comic shop on a Tuesday night, they have all the, the, the next morning's books lined, out, uh, lined up on tables and stuff to try and organize and prepare. So you ever <laughs> want to see what's going to be there? You could just show up to the comic shop a little early and go, oh, I'll be back tomorrow for that. And then for that, Unless you're on Terrio Street, that. for some reason, they always get screwed over by UPS. Okay. <laughs> Their deliveries are always screwed. And they're always running Wednesday morning to some place to go pick up their boxes. Good, you, good to know. UPS in the city <laughs> sucks. But, I mean, I, I don't see how this is getting them anything, and I feel like it's just putting extra pressure on comic shops that are unnecessary. Like, hey, the rest of the market is uh, going to do things on Wednesday. We're going to do it on a Tuesday just to kind of make things harder for you. <laughs> and make some more money for us. It doesn't. I don't see how it's going to make much more money. It's we're we're talking hours. Like one, it's not that big of a deal. If one it was day like, early. We're releasing Mondays. Okay, I kind of get that. <laughs> but the night before, it's no, like, <laughs> like they want Tuesday morning the stuff out. Like they're shipping early. I don't know about you guys, but like most, like the, my local comic shop doesn't open in the morning. Like it's an afternoon to evening kind of not shop. Really? Yeah. So, but my, I guarantee you, there's a lot of books like that. There's a, there's a lot of bookstores that are like, nah, you're just gonna be on Wednesdays. <laughs> yep. So there's that. They're pissing people off. What else do we yep. got in comic news? Uh, the the Hulk one's kind of interesting. It's not because of the story itself, but the implications of the story that I thought I found unique. Um, so in uh, Avengers of the Wasteland number four, and Avengers of the Wasteland has been a book that takes place in the Old Man Logan universe, and it's like the, a ragtag group of future Avengers and the mutant children of Hulk. Well, Hulk Junior. Remember, there was one Hulk that was saved by Wolverine himself. I remember that. Yeah. So, and he, you know, Wolverine's been dead now in this in this book for uh, for a bit. But in the future Avengers, we do f- like they kind of confirm something without actually confirming it, which is a weakness that Hulk has with his eyes, because the you know the the future Avengers start to go and attack. Um, they're go they're fighting Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom's trying to hunt them down. He's like destroying all these cities. But anyway, they come across to where Doom finally is, and Doom sends like goons after him, and he sends a character named uh, Wild Child. Wild who, Child. Yeah, right. Wild Child um, is like a mini saber tooth. He was in but he's, uh, Age of Apocalypse. He's a lot so. older. He's a lot older now, like the old yeah. man. But anyway, he immediately jumps on Bruce Banner Jr.'s face and scratches his eye and blood comes down. And he says, like, I can't penetrate your skin, but your eyes aren't skin. And now if we think back to something like, um, what was Hawk- uh, Civil War II, mm-hmm. when the arrow hit him in the eye is what killed him. Right. So you start connecting the dots between all the times eyes have been involved all right, so yeah, you can take out Hulk if you go for his eyes. <laughs> well, that's, unless he closes them. That's well. Here's the thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But there's the skin that the, 
his eyes have always been uh, easily damaged. Even when he first fought uh, Wolverine, Wolverine slashed his eye. The thing is, the Hulk can grow his eyes back, but it takes oh sure it takes a little bit of time. But that's like the only soft point he has. And I believe that arrow that Hawkeye used on him was designed specifically to also uh, inject something as well. So it was it designed by Banner to make sure it like gets through before Hulk can turn. Right. And so Banner built the arrow, but it still went through his eye. Like that's oh yeah, that was the entrance point. <laughs> yeah, this is about as entertaining as that flash news. News that's not All right, news. <laughs> Mauer, take the next one. Because I know you're you're so caught up on the X Men books. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot there was more X Men stuff. There's <laughs> going to be a book take this called there, uh, X of Swords, creation yeah, number one. The- so it's going to be a cool teaser that gives us like the first Horsemen of Apocalypse. So we've already yeah. seen a glimpse of the Horsemen in Hickman's story from Marvel Comics 1000. They also appeared in issues detailing the history of the island of Krakoa with the ancient <laughs> uh, mutant is now where they all live. So Yes. I'm this- just going to start adding words to it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I can see him reading this. I'm just going to start adding words. I'm going to start messing this whole thing up. <laughs> I, I um, think San what's Diego. interesting... I think what's interesting in this title is... Um, is is uh reading it it said it's going to have something to do with like any uh mutant character that you've seen don a sword before like a what? they all just a sword a what I'm sorry I can't understand what you were saying I'm not helping you here <laughs> pronounce the word right <laughs> you're you saying a word but anyway, so sword. there's going to be a lot of swords uh in in this comic that's called X of, of swords so it kind of makes sense. Nightcrawler versus, well, I mean, any type of sword. Any, any <laughs> that's it. That's all you had. <laughs> that's it. That's all you can come up with. It's the only one I can think of that had a sword. Shatterstar, Psylocke. <laughs> oh, it's uh, any ma- like anybody magic. in that universe, not just any X Men. No, it's going to be pretty okay. much any of the mutants well, that have donned any particular sword of any power. Oh my god! I'm like I'm a hundred percent with you until you say sword, and then immediately I go, "Uh." <laughs> what about Wolverine and his uh, what's what's the blade called that can kill that him? Harakatu sword or the one that, that yeah. stops healing factors? What's that called? Marusa blade or something like that? It begins with something. Like, Marusas. I would I kill start with for an a H. Oh, whatever. We know what we're talking about. It's Huey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna look, I brought it up. I'm going to look it up. Listen, the mimosa sword is delicious. <laughs> the mimosa sword. <laughs> All right, let's get into TV news. Um, Do we have a moment uh, of silence off, to kick it off? Should we, should we want to start with that? Let's start with that shit. Let's start with that. Let's so Ruby in. Rose out. She quit. She definitely did. Bitch I can't was like, wait till I'm the done. story behind this comes out. Well, yeah, I you know there's... Why she I really think I know... I think I know why it is. She got hurt twice severely on this show, and it's not a, paying her enough, and it's not worth her getting further injuries and dealing with the ridicule that she's been getting for this show. Like, she's I been mean, torn that- apart since day one and given a lot into the role that we're not seeing. And it's now noticeable. If you watch some of the later episodes, like, she is so stiff and not good at the choreography that when they do switch to the body double, it's really, really noticeable. But she's had major surgeries and she's gotten hurt twice. You know what? Step away. Give us another actress. Well, It'll you know, we're going to eventually hear. We're going to eventually find out what happened. Um, I mean, all that we know now is that she's flat out said in, in a very nice way 
that she has to leave the show and she's thankful for the opportunity to sum up her whole statement. Right. CW has said the same thing. You know, we, you know, it was awesome to have her, but you know, we were committed to a second season and we are going to replace her. <laughs> and they can uh, do something with flash to make why she looks different. I don't even think they need to address it. I mean, they could really just do the Mark Ruffalo route. You Thanks. think so? Yeah. Hey, why not? Speaking of that, and it's jumping to movies, but it's just a tie-in. Uh, do you, did you read the article? It's a snippet of Val Kilmer's book that just came out of why he left Batman. No. So Warren Buffett visited the set and brought his kids, his grandkids to come visit. So Val Kilmer stayed in costume hours after filming that day so he could meet everybody. And the kids ran immediately to the Batmobile and jumped in the Batmobile and then wanted to put on one of the cows. And he was like, it doesn't matter who's in the costume. It's the costume and the toys are what makes Batman Batman. He's like, you can replace them over and over again. It doesn't matter about the actor because that character and that iconic look is more important than who's behind the cow. So could apply to Batwoman as well. Like, I don't care who's in that. Just, I mean, I definitely believe that's true. I think the characters are definitely more popular than the, um, than the actors actors playing them. He's, he's not wrong, but it's, it's, I would say it's about 10% not true. Because we, we, ha- we do have specific Batman or people who've played it, Batman. That yeah, we, we but it's really a harsh reality. It, yeah, it is. It is. It's, I mean, it's, 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 something, it's one of those things that like, you can't refute, I don't think. I mean, maybe somebody could, but it, it's, it just sucks to hear. Because <laughs> if yeah. you think about like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., I think Robert Downey Jr. put Iron Man on the map, but there will come a time where someone else plays Iron Man. Like, it when- will inevitably happen. But I almost want to say the reason why he put Iron Man on the map is because he made Tony Stark interesting. Sure. Yeah. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. And, so. and that will forever remain that part of that character, but it's just part of the character that will evolve through time. Right? These, are, these are, you know, our versions of Greek gods and goddesses. Like, this is, they're, they're not going away anytime soon. They're going to outlive all of us. Okay, so. but I mean, to to the point that that Mauer just made, have we ever seen, not even just an actor, but even a, a Batman story that made Bruce Wayne more interesting than Batman? Hmm. Well, we're gonna talk about that in the next show a little bit, so we'll see. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> um, interesting. All right, keep the movie, keep the the news moving. What's what's so what's going on with CW's the planning full seasons for twenty twenty one? They're not gonna short anything, but they do have, um. Some mid-season shows, they'll have 13 episodes, and we have a feeling that the reason why they got Swamp Thing was to help balance off those mid-season and that shorter season, so everything has it. Uh, Baby Huey put it on our site, and we'll put it in the post, the actual uh, the schedule. Oh, the that photos, they, yeah. Because they released a schedule with what's going on, um, and they just released a new poster for Swamp Thing. So they designed oh, yeah? a new poster. Um, it's pretty cool. It's him in the background, and then Abby Arcane kind of laying down in front of him. Uh, but they are putting money into advertising Swamp Thing. So it's making my hopes a little bit more that we might get something. It'll be a cheap, like, B-costume Swamp Thing, but it might be Swamp Thing anyway. Maybe. Um, we'll see. Here's hoping. I just, I highly doubt the check, you know, the bank account with CW is high enough to handle that show. <laughs> and then mm. keeping in that CW universe, uh, Matt Ryan supposedly has put interest into joining the Justice League Dark TV show. Oh, shocking. <laughs> like, now, here's, duh. here's the thing. A- that's going to be a R-rated show, 
do you think CW will allow him to be there? He doesn't care. If he gets that, he gets a lot more money. <laughs> that is yeah. a that is a step up, my friend. <laughs> No offense to CW. I love me some CW, but we all understand when we watch the CW what we're what we're looking at. Well, HBO Max is going to be bringing other season twos for us, like Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yep, Doom Patrol. Uh, and it's going to be a weird one. I mean, it's Doom Patrol, so I would assume. But we do, uh, starting January 25th, is when we will um, we'll get the second season on HBO Max, which sucks. Uh, but we did also get a synopsis, and the synopsis is pretty much uh, that show ended with them being very tiny that first season. So spoiler alert, first season, they're all tiny <laughs> at the end. I won't tell you how, but they're all tiny. So they got to figure out how to uh, get back to being normal size, as well as there's a new member of the team, uh, Dorothy Spinner, who is the daughter of the chief, um, who they, in the when you read the, the write-up, they're saying, like, she's got this mysterious power. Well, her power in the comics... Um, she short lived, but her power in the comics is that she can make imaginary things come to life. So if she has an imaginary friend, that imaginary friend is standing next to her. That's oh. her power. All right. So the show is not going to get any less strange. No, but it shouldn't. Cause that's the, that's the beauty of it. Uh, we <laughs> it all, needs to be that strange. We also got a quarantine video of the season two premiere date reveal for Umbrella Academy. Yes, we did. And did it you was watch it them dancing kind of well, yeah, strangely it's, it's from the show okay I didn't watch in the show, show they had a really cool scene where like the house that they're in is like cut in half and you see each room and they're all like alone dancing to the same song and it's just a very cool looking scene so they redid that in quarantine to give the the announcement date so you know what anything where a cast has that kind of bond to the material they're putting out there i'm all for looks like they're very very excited they didn't have to do something like that um, they could have said no, but they didn't, and people are excited. I have to finish that show. You didn't like, I liked it. Didn't yeah, I liked it, but I, fe- I fell off. It was, it, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty decent, and I think, I don't want to ruin anything. It's the one with the it. monkey, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's, move into, um, let's move into some Disney Plus mo- uh, news. Let's talk about uh, the uh, Obi-Wan show, and let's talk about She-Hulk real quick. So, Obi-Wan... All that news we heard about um, Ahsoka ending, uh, getting her own show, apparently that might not be the case, and she might, it might be a broader thing. It's actually, it seems pretty ingenious to me, but I think they're trying to do a connected universe um, within these shows, essentially. I think they're trying to take the canon of Clone Wars, because that's become so wildly popular, especially with the final season, and trying to uh, stretch that out as much as they can, as well as bringing in all the new book series. So it seems like a lot of the content that is surrounding the new Star Wars mythology, like forgetting all the old stuff, is now being prominent in a lot of the stories that are coming out. So what we're seeing here is the Obi-Wan show that we thought was canceled that was put on hold indefinitely, it seems like somebody had the idea of like, let's put Ahsoka in that. And they were like, yeah, let's get a new script. And they were like, I don't like that script. We're going to hold this show until we've got some, something better. And apparently that something better is on its way. And I was excited for Obi-Wan before. I'm a lot more excited now. She is not going to be a mainstay character. Anybody who doesn't know Ahsoka, Clone Wars, Obi-Wan's apprentice, or not Obi-Wan, um, Anakin's apprentice. And she's awesome. She, you fall in love with her pretty quick. Uh, she's great. I'm very excited that there's going to be live action versions of her. Snips. I still can't believe Snips, that yeah. they, they didn't think Obi-Wan could hold his own show. 
I don't think it has anything to do with Obi-Wan. I think it's giving him somebody to play off of. And I also think it's trying to make her more prominent because if she ends up showing up in other things or getting her own spinoff, this ties everything in. All this is is creating that connected world. I think that's what they're doing. Because even with the Mandalorian, so let's move into the Mandalorian for a sec to kind of prove this point. Uh, Mandalorian, uh, they had Timothy... Oh, uh, Thank you. Uh, and that dude is from Deadwood and Justified. But he's been in, he got this role a while back. Uh, as, so that's been confirmed. But what we've found out recently is that he's going to be wearing Boba Fett's armor, more than likely. So this might be a spoiler. There's, I mean, hard to say anything for sure, but it, this came from um, Slash Films, who uh, is pretty credible. So Slash Films They're says not that this is the Latino review. <laughs> but they're close. <laughs> they're good, though. They're good. And what, and what they're saying is, is that it's not going to be Boba Fett because Boba Fett's already uh, rumored to be in the show. So the, the actual actor who played Django Fett coming back to reprise that role, what does this mean where there's another character wearing his armor? Well, in the book series, uh, in um, the Aftermath book, he's a, uh, there's a character named something Cobb. What the hell's his name? Cobb Vanth. Cobb Voth, something like that. Vanth, V-A-N-T-H. Um, anyway, he buys Boba Fett's armor from um, Jawas that were sold it from Jabba the Hutt. All right. So he puts that on and becomes like a sheriff of Tatooine. Once How the Huts did are they dead. get it out of the Sarlacc pit? He spit it out. That's up. a great question. It's probably, that's probably true, because like, remember one of the original, how is it that possible that Boba Fett survived? It was that Sarlacc could not uh, digest the Mandalorian armor, so it uh. throws him up. That was, there was like, he used all of his weaponry to get out. And one of the other ones was, uh, he couldn't be digested. Even though it takes a thousand years to digest. And well, I mean, I guess if you're giving him the hiccups every time he tries, <laughs> I don't think yeah. it speeds that process up. Maybe it was a year he was in there. I don't know. <laughs> all right. He's just, ho- he's just hovering around, holding on to the, the uvula. <laughs> we're, we're running a little long. Let's talk about some movie crap. Uh, well, She-Hulk script's done. That's it. Yeah. As I said, I said we were going to talk She-Hulk. but Possibly. All she Possibly. said is she is available to be hired. Well, so. she said, she said uh, the writing room is ended. So I don't know what that means. I've never heard someone say the writing, like the room ended. I've never so, heard that phrase before. So it's either so. everything's done or they just were like, hey, we're pausing this shit. See ya. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to it eventually. Um, movie news is pretty quick. Uh, the Snyder Cut might actually have life again. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of execs have been looking it over, and it might cost about $20 million to, to finish. There's also rumor that they might release it as a work print. Like, it literally just release as is, because apparently, although the uh, special effects aren't there, it's entirely watchable. Like, all of the things were filmed, they just literally need to do the effects. So there's also rumor that it might become a miniseries. There's, a, there's like a lot behind this. And as you, as you go further and further back, all you know for sure is that the execs are actually are watching and um, trying to figure out something with it. Listen, we said this months ago. For them to release it, they're going to have to put a lot of money into it. $20 million's a, a cheap estimate, I would say. To- Unless they release it like a work print like Blade Runner. I mean, they could for a streaming service as bonus content. Yeah, I guess if you do it as bonus, re-release the DVD, add like a scene in, and then I don't have the release. Look, look at Mandalorian behind the scenes thing they're doing now on Disney Plus. True. I mean, they could easily just throw this in as like the the untouched Snyder cut. Blah, and then that's that. More you explosions and product yeah, placement. You just, see, you just see green screens. That's Michael Bay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's my hero. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Um, and then as far as Deadpool news, that's. 
Somewhat depressing. Um, apparently, Rob Liefeld has, has seen a lot of what Marvel has planned in the future, and Deadpool's not on the list, according to him, for like the next five years. I, so they, I don't they, listen. I like Rob Liefeld to a certain degree, but I don't know if I can trust him on this one. I'd, I'd rather hear from. Uh, <sighs> well, here's what's adding weight to his word. Okay. Ryan Reynolds also is not saying there's any headway being made um he's had meetings and that's about it there's no script there's no plan he doesn't know how they're even going to introduce him into the universe like two to three years was probably what we were expecting this pandemic hitting pushing everything back that two to three years could make that five years easily possible and then at that point is ryan going to be wanting to do it in five years yeah, that's that. The problem is, is like, is especially with his star power as is right now. How I don't know if the Deadpool, the Deadpool franchise can survive that. Like, it might have to get rebooted just because like everyone who's made Deadpool the movie what it is are going to be like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to give you a five year commitment and not do anything. Right. So the the only way I can see them saving this is going back to the drawing board and putting out a TV show animation with Ryan Reynolds doing the voice to hold everything over in between that and then even use that to bring him in to the universe. I don't argue with uh, Rob Liefeld who's like, look, just give Ryan Reynolds the reins, man. Just give him a couple characters to play around with that he can kind of move back and forth between the two worlds and just let him go. Like, don't, don't try and reel him in. He's got a working formula right now. Like, like let it keep moving. And when you yeah. tried reeling him in was probably the parts of the movie that you didn't like. When they were like, uh, oh, you don't have the ability to do that, or we don't want you doing this. Just let him. He is a super funny guy that cares about the project. He's not going to do it wrong. He's proven no. that. I, I, I agree with that. And I also think that him and his writing team, because he's such a fan of the character, would already understand how to work Deadpool in the universe himself without it damaging the overall stories. But I like I love the idea of like think of Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars, but instead it's like Deadpool's MCU MCU. So it's like all of the MCU movies have happened and Deadpool's been there. He's just never been on the screen. Like he knows where the cameras are, <laughs> so he just avoids them. <laughs> you see him with popcorn like, watching at one point. Yeah, he, like he's the, the Battle of New York. He's one of the people getting interviewed. Like he's just behind giving people bunny ears or something. Like just sneak him into like little things that way. Yeah. I think it could be a lot of fun. Because that's, right. that's a Deadpool. You're absolutely right. And that's, those are the things I think Ryan Reynolds would probably do. That's a, we're always right. Like, how funny would it be if the Deadpool movies were both dream sequences? Oh, like, God. all of a sudden, he just woke up in the MCU, and he's like, oh, I had a wife. Listen. <laughs> she was wonderful. <laughs> if they reboot it, I've got dream casting. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Tom Cruise. Oh, Jesus. No. For who? Tom you Cruise. Can't, you can't the, do that to Deadpool. In the comic, he uh, had yes. Tom Cruise's face. I know, but no. No. He was cursed to have Tom Cruise's face. Right? That would still be awesome, though. It would be funny for him to just have a Tom Cruise mask like he did when he took his mask off and he had Michael Jackson's <laughs> under it. And then he had to take Michael Jackson's mask off and then his, his regular Deadpool mask was under it again. That would be funny. I'm Tom Cruise for a second, but let, let's not do this. <laughs> All right. On that note, Menti, do the thing. You can find the show, Welcome to Fireside, everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. If you like the show, do us a favor, like, comment, rate, subscribe. It all goes a long way. Uh, yeah, stay safe. Wash your hands. Once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. 
and I'm Mr. Mauer. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you guys. We Ooh. got some super special shows coming out for you in the next two weeks. One is a flashback to the 90s. Uh, an important person to probably some of the most influential 90s characters that has a, a new something coming out. The other two guests, you know, they were boys at one point, but then they became men who were fans of comic books. You're terrible. Wow. <laughs> You're terrible. Wow. Stop it. Stop um, it. You're usually so much better than this. But no, uh, we will be putting something out tomorrow. We do have for next week. A guest that you can ask questions to, send us your questions. We're going to have Ming Chen and Mike Zapkick. I can never say his last name. Mike Z from Comic Book Man are going to be on the show. And uh, yeah, put your questions in the comments. See if you, what you want to hear us talk to them about. The other like guest it. yet to be revealed. Yeah, don't say that one. <laughs> don't say that one. <laughs> All right. Oh, and go to our website. Welcome to Fireside.com. Click on some links. Deuces. Excelsior. You don't even have to read things. Just refresh the page over and over and over. Click on a bunch (laughs) of stuff. Maybe click on a few of the ads. Then just go and go to MacRumors.com or whatever you're going to do. Take a nap. (laughs) All right, deuces. Deuces.